I'm about as broken as as Saquon Barkley and uh, every um, most kickers in the in the NFL, including yourself. Not being in the NFL mind. Well, let, let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, you know, let's I mean, that's save the only... that. Let's save that chat. It may <laughs> come up. podcast conglomerate uh, brought to you on twitter at long snap pod and um, find us well just find us wherever you're listening to us right now that saves a lot of breath i'm adam <laughs> joining me this week i've got pat um who you may have heard just sniggering how are you pat i'm good thank you how are you <laughs> very well thank you um mark is here hi mark hello nice cap you've got there thanks mate it says the buffalo bills i think never heard yeah. of them um craig's here how are you craig What's up? How are we doing, boys? <laughs> good, good. And also joining us fresh from the Mallover Invitational, Mr. Russell Milson, kicker extraordinaire. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, I'm improving. <laughs> <laughs> Not I mean, to make you on a par with what we saw last week. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Um, I, I mean, I assume you're completely broken. Um, um, well, I, was, I, was, back. I was completely broken. I mean... You, for those of you that have not listened to them all over last night, I haven't got any excuses um, apart from a mild concussion that I was able <laughs> may not have been knocked out briefly during the rugby match. Um, Do they have a concussion which protocol at this event? Uh, yes, there was there was the, con- the, con- the concussion <laughs> protocol was basically me getting up off the floor, being fairly unsteady on my feet and Ben looking at me and going, get off. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that, and that is exactly what happened because I have I don't have too many recollections about it, but um, it was the last sort of within the last ten minutes of the game, and I took a, a bang to a bang to the top of the head, and I, I remember I don't remember much other than getting up and kind of stumbling back towards the try line, and then yeah, Ben just looking at me, and he he has subsequently said that my he said your eyes were just gone, you could just tell your eyes were gone. And then I was helped Daniel around. The, I was helped around the side of the pitch, um, past a can of uh, old moat cider, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> the rest. I'm, is I'm pretty sure that's what would happen if you'd gone to your GP. It'd have been the same outcome. Yeah, 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 quite possibly. I mean, don't tell any of these concussion people, will you? But uh, I, I, I basically, I don't know whether it was the alcohol concussion or, people or, or or the blow to the head, but I still had a headache till about lunchtime yesterday. I mean, I imagine both are factors. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. Just it's, all to, right, to, it's all good. Interested to hear about the actual game, but breaking news: what the fuck is going on at the game today? Does anyone has anyone seen the violence? Oh, I've seen the, the round ball football. Uh, yeah, kicking off between security and what's the wrong football fans are the fucking worst. Anyway, so what what actually happened in the game, Russ? Did your team win? No, we didn't. Bit- no, so you got bad. We didn't win. We lost 19-5 against a team that were relatively well. I mean, they were well drilled. They'd been beating other second teams across the county by 40, 50, 60 points. Um, and they came up against a, a bunch of old men. 
um, which is what we were for, you know, we had an average age of about 39 in the back line. And uh, we beat them up a little bit in a, in a rugby sense. We defended our hearts out. We were dogged. We maybe didn't have enough um, pace or, you know, to, to fitness to worry them. But uh, we, we defended stoutly and resolutely, which, which is all you can really ask for. And winning the game was hardly the most important thing, was it? No, I mean, probably not. No, I, the most important thing was uh, kicking a field goal, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what we were all interested in. How did that go? So, like, right. First and foremost, um, <laughs> I made sure it happened, even after um, potential concussion. And I'm not in any way, shape or form using that as an excuse. Sounds um, like it. Just in case anyone hasn't connected the dots, yeah. the kick attempt definitely <laughs> happened after the blow to the head. Yes, and we want did. you to know that, but it's not an excuse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I also I also sourced for your viewing pleasure um, a set of pads and a helmet. Uh, that was good. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, I like that. And, took them well. Uh, took them off well. Mate, I couldn't get those cunts off. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt really claustrophobic in that helmet. I must admit. I played cricket in a in a proper like um, pads and helmet before. And it is it's I don't know how they play the game in those things. Yeah, it's, it's restricted. Like, and it, it, and that, this helmet had had a like a visor on yeah. it as well. Like a, a perspex visor. Um and I didn't have my glasses on and I had a blow to the head. Like all these things. I, I was no um, Rodrigo Blankenship. But you hadn't, I mean, the head. You hadn't mentioned maybe that. I was, maybe no I was excuse. at that point. No, there is no excuses. And you know what? I missed, and that's it. There's no. How many, time, how many times would you say you missed? Ross? Oh, well, was, I would was, say. Was it just the I once? Missed. No, I missed twice. And the second oh. one was the second Better? one was a, a no. It was an abomination. <laughs> the second one was a, basically an abortion. Um, <laughs> what what made you what wish. made you miss what made you miss the first one and then think? I know what I need to do now. <laughs> Put me 10 yards further back because that, for some reason, in my head will make it easier. I mean, it worked for Mason Crosby. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's I brilliant. don't know. Um, I also, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, question the validity of the people that were charging down because they got very close. The, the, I, I did think that, I must admit. They got very close. Um, but, you know... Almost. Those, those, those are the, the things that that's happened. You know, if, if you're kicking over, if you're kicking over six foot seven, Calais Campbell, um, <laughs> you know, these things happen. I, I, I don't think the upshot of all this. Don't worry about your phone being on the hook um, with NFL general managers. I think is the what we need to. <laughs> what we need to no, I, but I have received a call from John Gruden. Weirdly. <laughs> yeah, but that's about something entirely different. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. It happened. I've done it. Um, you know, raised a few quid. Thank you all for your donations. We we're currently at about twelve hundred pounds. We've got a load of cash to put on um, from shirt sales and match fees. So we're going to get like we'll be above fifteen hundred quid by the time we've finished. We're all told. So rugby against cancer is better off for fifteen hundred quid for for everything that we've done. So thank you to all of you guys for your donations as well. That's a brilliant yeah. amount. You've done really well. Fair yeah, play. Fair play, mate. Fair play. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. That, that's that's enough of the the niceties now. It got a bit uncomfortable at the end of all over last night. Like both all Phil, Ben, and Doug were all really kind to me at the end, 
um, saying nice things, and I, and I felt and a little bit weird about what, it. So if we can stop that, that'd be great. What, what you need, to, all you need to think about, though, Russ, is that you've, you know, you've raised a decent amount of money. Think how much you could have raised if you'd have made one of the bloody kicks. It's true. I mean, there we go. yeah. It, it, who knows? Well, we know exactly how much an extra <laughs> kick times five. That's how much. Yeah, well. It's like when they have... Have we got a quiz? Yeah, 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 we do. Definitely do. The question is, one, did Ross make his first kick? Great. Yeah, but Craig, you'd probably get it wrong if you didn't pay attention to the rules, I'm guessing. Let's do a quiz, shall we? Um... And stop, yeah, move, moving this on. Last week, Pat did a quiz where you had to think like Doug, if anyone remembers. Who's not here today? Rich. Rich. All right, this week, you're going to have to think like Rich, but in a much more literal sense. I have, I have posed some questions to Rich. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just moving my floppy haircut to the side. Yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark is just flouncing his hair around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, whilst, whilst drinking a glass of what looks like really deep urine. And take, <laughs> while taking selfies, mirror selfies. Come on, mate. You're a grown-ass man, bro. Stop that. <laughs> this podcast is going to run so long tonight. Anyway... You're going to have to think like Rich. I have posed Rich a series of questions about the NFL and you're going to buzz in and if you match Rich's answer, you'll get a point. Simple as that. Um, a, a lot of them are obviously opinion-based, as, as you'd expect. I haven't, I haven't, you know, given him factual questions, so you have to work out what you think Rich thinks. Have we been doing this too long? <laughs> Is that what Rich thinks? This is brilliant. It's the first time. (laughs) Who the fuck is Rich? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's listening to this for the first time. If you are, let us know at Pod. In fact, before we move any further, I want to shout out. I don't know why that's just reminded me. Um, Pat, your uh, your mate in Jacksonville, Jason, um, who who does listen, who mentioned us on his show recently in a, a very entertaining way. Um, we're, we're from North and South London, all of us, I think, for the crux of it. Craig definitely is, we've had his accent. <laughs> <laughs> does, that, does that mean I'm like technically from West London? Yeah, I'd say so. Very yeah, West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very, very West London. But no, I, I did enjoy that, so hi, hi. Jason, I'm now suddenly panicking that I've got his name wrong. I haven't got his name wrong, have I? Yeah, Jason Trent, that's right. Thank you, there we go. Or um, uh, Jaguars United. Uh, that podcast is your jam. Certainly not. Yeah. Okay. Right, quiz. Let's start the questions. Um, yeah, you all know who Rich is. Right, buzz in if you think you know. If you don't get it right, you'll be frozen out. You won't lose any points if you're frozen out. Right, favourite current 49ers player? Pat. Pat. Pat's first. George Kittle. Incorrect. Russ. Yes, Russ. Debo Samuel. Yeah, you get a point, Russ. Nicely done. Um, Favourite 49ers player of all time? Mark. 
Craig. I think. Oh, actually, I think that was Mark. Sorry. It's Craig. Go on, Craig. Go on, Craig. I'm going to go for Jerry Rice. Yeah, you get a point, Craig. It is Jerry Rice. I'd have got it wrong anyway. <laughs> That's good. All right. Best quarterback of all time. Craig. Ma- Craig was definitely first that time. Yeah, of course it is. And best current quarterback in the Ma- league. <laughs> yeah. Josh Allen. Craig. <laughs> no. Well, then he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rich Rich doesn't get a point for that question. <laughs> Craig. You understand how this works, right? I don't care. He's still wrong. Kyler. Kyler is Russ. incorrect. Well, Russ. Well, it's got to be Pat Mahomes, I would say. No, it's not. Pat. Go on, Pat. Tom Brady. Tom Brady gets you a point. You are on the board. That's the worst point I've ever earned, Rich. Come on. Fuck off, Rich. Come on. (laughs) It's a disgraceful answer, quite frankly. All right. Worst current starting quarterback in the league? Craig. Yes. Mac Jones. No. Incorrect. Russ. Mark. Zach Wilson. No. Russ. Davis Mills. No. Come on, Pat. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends who you can't understand. Let's go Roethlisberger. No, you are all wrong. Uh, it was Daniel Jones, who Rich said. All right. Um, probably an easy one here. Which NFL team do you hate the most? Russ. Pat. Russ. Seattle Seahawks. Correct. There you go. Go on, um, my Seahawks. <laughs> uh, and which team outside of the NFC West do you hate the most? Mark. Great. Mark was first. Patriots. Correct. You are finally on the board. Great. Craig and Russ have two. Mark and Pat have one each. All right. Who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? Pat. Mark. Pat was first. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Incorrect. Mark. Great. Mark. Bills? Yes, the Bills. Woo. Suck him dry, Rich. That's correct, Rich. <laughs> you change your tune. Um, <laughs> and who are they going to beat in the Super Bowl? Mark. Russ. Mark. Rams. You're correct again. Never right. Mark. In a million years. <laughs> All right. Who is going to pick number one overall next Craig. year? Craig. Jags. No. Russ. Russ. Jets. No. Mark. Mark. Lions. No. Pat, who is it? I was going to guess Lions as well. Uh... I mean, you can, but that would be exceptionally stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems very unlikely at this point. <laughs> Let's go for Eagles. No, it was the Texans. Texans, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, next up. If you weren't a Niners fan, who would you support? Probably a 30 team answer. Uh, Russ. <laughs> Russ, go on. The uh, Indianapolis Colts. No. Pat. Pat. Da Bears. No. It's a long shot. Go on. Craig or Mark, come on. Mark. Yeah. Ravens. No. Craig. Cards. No, it's Chargers. Not sure why. That's what he said. Um, best uniform in the league. Pat. Russ. Yes, Pat. Broncos. No. Russ. Yeah. Bears. No. 
Craig. Yes, Craig. Jax? No. Fucking not a chance. <laughs> oh, come on, that's rude. Oh, actually, their current ones are quite nice. So that, that's a little till is alright. Mark, who is it? Oh. Football team. No, you really don't know Rich very well. Obviously, it's the Niners and those white throwbacks he said specifically. Um, oh, he's going to he's going to Homer wherever he possibly can. Dick Armstrong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, worst uniform in the league. Russ. Yeah. Seahawks. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> specifically, that weird grey um, strip that they yeah. have. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite and these these are current players by the way. Favorite Bills player. Russ. Yes, Russ. Stefan Diggs. Correct. Favorite He's Seahawks. Again. <laughs> favorite Seahawks player. Mark. Russ. Mark. Mark was first. DK Metcalf. No. Craig. Craig. Yeah. Lock it. No. Russ. Yes, Russ. Russ. Uh, yeah. Um. And he, wow. he made. He, yeah. He made it very clear to point out. He didn't really have a favourite, but he had to say Russell Wilson as most talented. He couldn't bring himself to say any of them were his favourite. Um, all right, favourite Jags player? Russ. Yes, Russ. Trevor Lawrence. No. Mark. Mark. James Robinson. No. Craig. Craig. Chuck. No. Come on, Pat. This is, this is your turn to shine. Yes, a Jags player. <laughs> favourite game. <laughs> <laughs> this is how um, they pick who to run the ball on fourth and one as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew Wingard. How likely do you think that is to be correct? Yeah, as likely as any other. Who was the who was the geezer that ran for a hundred and nine yard kick return the other week? Jamal Agnew. Yeah, Agnew. Oh, it's not him either. It's Lavisca Chenault. Ah, yeah, good choice, Rich. Ah, that's, that's the first compliment he's had. Um, favorite Jets player? Mark Craig. Mark. Let's go with Zach Wilson. No. <laughs> Craig. Again, it's unlikely. Craig. Elijah Moore. No. Oh, fuck off, Rich. <laughs> uh, Russ. Yes, Russ. Jameson Crowder. Correct. Well Ooh, done, Russ. That's really doobie knowing Rich, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. And finally, favorite Titans player? Russ. Yes, Russ. Derek Henry. You are correct again. Do you know what? It should have been Brent Kern. It should have been Brent Kern. You're quite, you are right to say that. Um, Russ, you are going to get some music. How it's about not, that? I mean, I don't get music very often. And, like, I don't get music when it's obviously a, an NFL properly related quiz. So, you know, when it's guessing random things that Rich may or may not have said, I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah. Did, I Rich, did I mention Rich was a really great guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one, no one's ever mentioned that. <laughs> particularly, particularly great haircut above anything else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> particularly floopy. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, well done, Russ. Right. And and your haircut. <laughs> My haircut. <laughs> Both of yours. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't come close to Rich in that in that regard. Let's move on 
to our Steve Brains Anytime Touchdown Corner bet. And we've actually, I don't know if we decided this, um, but in the short term or while the opportunity exists, any money won will go to Rugby Against Cancer um, for this. And it, it's it's a cancer charity, which is ultimately um, who we're looking to raise money for. And uh, it's as good as any, if not better. And this will now be like co-named the, uh, the, the Fucked It for Charity Corner. <laughs> <laughs> the Steve Rains Anytime Fucked It for Charity Corner. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Because it needs to get longer. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sure Steve would approve of all of this. Um, <laughs> but this week we have a little bit of a twist in that we haven't prepared this, or you haven't prepared this. Um, what I am going to do, we're basically we're we're going a bit wrong with this. We haven't won anything yet. Um, I think the problem is we're overthinking it, which is not normally um, one of our problems. Not normally <laughs> one of our problems. Um, so this time, let's not think. I'm going to fire a game at you, each of you, and you're going to give me somebody from that matchup and quickly as possible. So I don't want any thought. Um, I asked Rich earlier to give me a Chargers slash Ravens player, and he came up instantly with Austin Eckler. I also asked myself a very searching question and uh, Asked myself to come up with a, a player from the Texans-Colts game, and I immediately said Jonathan Taylor, which I'm not entirely happy with, but I did. I said Jonathan Taylor. I think how he's been playing the last two weeks, that's a solid choice. Oh, yeah. That, it means he's due for a barren game. That's that's what it probably means. Yeah. Uh, so, other games. These are all from the six o'clock window, which makes betting nice and convenient. Pat, I would like a player from Kansas City versus Washington. Hmm, interesting. Let's go Antonio Gibson. Okay. Um, I think that's another good choice, but I shouldn't think. We're not here to think. Um, Mark, LA Rams at New York Giants. Ooh, um, ooh. Cup, is he fit? Uh, as far as I know. Okay. We, can yes, show, okay. we can make a late change if need, if need be. Russ, you are going to get the Bengals against the Lions. Too much Joe thought. Mixon. Joe Mixon, okay. He, yeah, he's, hopefully he'll be all right. Anyone injured, obviously, we'll re, we will replace them. And Craig, Packers against the Bears. Um, Adams. Yeah, okay. Um, a little bit of thought there, but not very much. Um, hopefully that's going to be the, the trick and we're going to win some money. So, Antonio Gibson, Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Devontae Adams, and Austin Eckler. There we go. Rugby against cancer is going to get some money. I'm pretty sure that's going to work this time. I think that's a good idea, mate. <laughs> yeah, thinking is overrated. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and it also means less preparation, which uh, I think we're never, all in favour of. Never a bad thing, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's look back at week four week five five Where... Jesus. <laughs> you need a little bit of thinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair week five in the nfl has definitely finished and we better review those games with some sentences and we'll start with 
LA Rams 26, Seattle 17. There we go. Lots of preparation. <laughs> it's gone really well. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Listener, listeners, if, I, if you had to guess who had that review to write, who would you go with? Just Definitely. have a little think to yourself. <laughs> Actually, normally it's Pat with this. But, um... Craig, um, are you ready to review Thursday Night Football from a week ago? Yes. <laughs> Are you awake, mate? You don't. You haven't like. You basically you haven't looked like you've animated yourself from the, from the start of this. Oh. Are you alright? Do you need a hug? I'm good to go. Let's go. My all bad. Right. All right, let's go. Um, definitely not cutting any of that out. LA Rams 26, <laughs> Seattle 17. <clears throat> Bar an unfortunate pick, Gino. <laughs> <laughs> You start to realise I coughed right at the beginning. <laughs> right. Stop fucking about. Uh, go on. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> Rachel, he's got a tickly cough. Get him a fucking drink, love. <laughs> Get me a fucking water, Rachel, will it? Get out of those apples and pears and maybe a fucking water. What is that? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, oh. Bar an unfortunate pick, Gino nearly found a way to drag the Milsomless, I mean Wilsonless Hawks back in the <laughs> game. No joy for Seattle was McVeigh and the Rams managed to do just enough to see it out. That was worth the wait. New York Jets 20, Atlanta 27. Can we have a ban now on teams wearing red hosting games in the Tottenham Stadium? Probably just my issue, to be fair. Um, Detroit 17, Minnesota 19. I mean, Detroit are bad, but they're really running out of luck losing this one in the final 30 seconds again. Mm -hmm. Uh, New Orleans 33, Washington 22. For the love of God, New Orleans, stop using Alvin Kamara on kick returns. New England 25, Houston 22. The Texans really should have won this game, but learned that punting the ball into the back of a teammate's head isn't the best way to go about it. Miami 17, Tampa Bay 45. The Tom Brady Show in Tampa Bay. Uh, in a week where we picked all the over 30s touchdown scorers when nobody actually scored, it was Antonio. No, it was the other Brown that scored some. Antonio no, Brown. It was Antonio some. Brown. Yeah, it was, it, was him. it was him anyway. Antonio Brown, he scored some. We didn't pick him. Green Bay 25, Cincinnati 22. I haven't seen this many missed kicks since the Mall Over Invitational. <laughs> Denver 19, Pittsburgh 27. Horrible day at the office for the Broncos as the Steelers finally start to look half decent. Philadelphia 21, Carolina 18. Jalen Hurts rushes for two touchdowns as Carolina learn how badly they need Christian McCaffrey to make their offense functional. Tennessee 37, Jacksonville 19. Titans get a great bounce back game led by 22. Despite the comfortable win, it's hard to think this is the same team we were so excited about last year. Cleveland 42, LA Chargers 47. Game of the week. The Chargers charge on despite being wholly unable to stop the run. Chicago 20, Las Vegas 9. Gruden would have rather seen Justin in the fields. 
Unceremonial end to a mediocre career as head coach. Sands Dungy defense. San Francisco 10, Arizona 17. Cards coasted to victory against the lackluster Niners. New York Giants 20, Dallas 44. This was actually fairly close until just about every single Giants offensive skill player got injured. The Cowboys continue to impress. Buffalo 38, Kansas City Kansas City 20. Nobody cares. Indianapolis 25, Baltimore 31. You prick. <laughs> Blankenship can't even kick with his glasses on. Lamar put on a superstar MVP style performance. For 10 minutes. Mate, 10 minutes, 10 you're not minutes. Gonna, you're not, is, that, is that where you're coming? Is that where you're coming with, Mark? Is that where you're coming today? <laughs> no, he's he's a good player. He's a good player. <laughs> <laughs> he threw for four hundred and something. I mean, well, just... oh, you know, we go. I didn't know whether we were going to talk about that one in in any more depth, but well, let's hell. let's do it. Let's do it, Russ. I mean, there, you can count maybe on one finger the amount of times that I've watched uh, Monday Night Football live. Um, bearing in mind that you know I rarely stay up till. Two, two o'clock in the morning just to watch any team, let alone the, the Ravens and the Colts. Um, but due to an unfortunate um, teddy bear incident, I found myself awake at <laughs> half past two, three o'clock uh, this morning and couldn't get back to sleep. So rather than toss and turn in bed, I thought, oh, I might as well just get up and uh, go and maybe sleep on the sofa or you know put the telly on for a bit. Uh, to which I watched the last sort of half an hour of, of this game and Honestly, like, yes, I only watched sort of the end of the third and, and the, the whole fourth quarter, but fucking hell. Lamar Jackson, man. Like, Carson Wentz did his best to keep that um, Colts team moving forward, right? And he still threw well over 300 yards, and he did all right. Jonathan Taylor had a, a decent game. He went for over 150 yards. Um, but 25-9 down at the start of the fourth, I know it's not a massive deficit, but the way that at the end of the third, they scored that field goal, he picked the ball and he literally just marched them down and he just went bang, bang, bang. And we've we've kind of not questioned his ability to, to manage a game in that situation. Oh, and in a place in a place where, you know, there was a lot of talk about this Ravens rushing record and this NFL rushing record, he just stood there. And weirdly, the, the Colts couldn't get any pressure on him whatsoever and he just and he just popped it and and there was a period that first drive in the fourth quarter he just went mark andrews mark andrews mark andrews and it was a fucking masterclass he literally between the two of them they could not get near him and it was you know it was calm it was composed and for all of the things that i've ever said about lamar thinking first of his legs he could have quite easily done that because there were several times where he had so much time in the pocket. He was on first read, second read, third read, and he just stood there and he watched. And yes, you could argue the Colts weren't getting a lot of pressure to him, but he just picked Andrews. He picked Marquise Brown. Um, he picked the other guy. I can't remember what his name is, but he, he picked him a number of times. And, you know, you could argue that if um, Blankenship could kick, and I know he may have been carrying a knock, they were an extra point. You know, he missed the well, extra their, point. Their punter attempted a field goal for them. I don't know if that yeah, was... Yeah, and um, 
Campbell, well, they say he had a, some sort of hip problem. Um, and then Campbell charged. I mean, the, the kick, the decisive moment was the, the Claire's Campbell charge down field goal with four minutes left. And again, Lamar just went bang, 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 took him down the field. Mark Andrews scored. Mark Andrews for two, tied it up. And as soon as Baltimore got that ball back in, in overtime, it, it was all over. Like the, the minute they won that toss, it was nothing else was happening other than what exactly what had happened for that whole fourth quarter. It's uh, the ability to do it without like the game situation required doing that without taking time off the clock. Yeah. It's just, it's just phenomenal because have it like he took the, the drive for the first touchdown in the fourth quarter took him, uh, it was probably about two and a half minutes. They just they just marched down. They were on a, they were on a little bit of hurry up. They did a lot of no a, a bit of no huddle. They kept the the Colts in the same formation on on the field for for a fair amount of for a fair amount of snaps, and then the Colts had the ball for like what, four or five minutes. They they drained the clock pretty well to get to that field goal to get to the field goal attempt, which would have put them more than uh, a touchdown and a two point conversion ahead. And they and you know Wentz did what he had to do. Jonathan, he used Jonathan Taylor. He hit Pittman a couple of times, and you know they were literally that field goal away from winning winning the match. That it I, absolutely would have happened. But the second that kick was charged down, and you could see it, you you just could see it a mile off, and it was like. And then he did the same thing again within like they had a, they had like fifty seven seconds to go down the field. And he had another go at it, and they tried to get him cl- as close as humanly possible because they didn't trust him. And the minute, and the minute you 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 get in closer and closer and closer, you could tell that nobody was confident that that Blankenship was going to make that kick at the end, which is what obviously what took it into overtime. And it was just like Lamar. From what I watched, he was the most composed and the most in charge and in control I think that I've ever seen him. And throw in what thirty-seven from forty-three for four hundred and twenty yards, four hundred and thirty yards, whatever it was, four touchdowns. It, it, he was he was different class. He was, dare I say, he was almost Mahomes-like the way he stood in that pocket and went one, two, three, back to one. Like the the the, the second um, Andrews touchdown. Where he just waited, he waited for him, and he waited for him, and then he, and then he was just, and then he was there, and he was just so confident, he was so composed. I don't think that's new from Lamar. I've been saying, I, I, I think that I've likened his footwork in the pocket. I spoke a few weeks. It is Aaron Rodgers esque. It's so light on his feet, shifting up, down, side to side all the time. He, he on form, he is. The most exciting player to watch. I, I, I love watching Kyler Murray, don't get me wrong. I, I've talked about Kyler Murray, but Lamar Jackson is just so... He's so exciting. It, it makes football so fun. And I think that, you know, you saw the first half where the Ravens' offence stalled, and we've seen that happen to these explosive offences now and again. You know, the Rams, we saw it happen... Chiefs, we've seen it happen. Um, not some, not this season, but I'm talking about when they're in their pomp, when they're moving, when you think they're the best offences and they go through these periods and they just can't do anything and they're out of nowhere. 
the offense can just move and get firing and Mahomes will get it moving. And Lamar just, it was just such a great performance to watch. You talked about Mark Andrews. That one-handed catch over the middle was brilliant. Uh, so it takes a lot of like, when you know you're going to get hit all the time, like that's your job if you're running over the middle. You know you've got to cover the ball and take contact and get yards after the catch. Um, but he really, he, he, you know, I questioned him the early part of this year in terms of that big contract and, and you know, you've got to start seeing production from these top, top players and, you know, the, it, Lamar gave him every chance to look great and he did, but Lamar Jackson, on, on that type of form, he, he is the best player in the league. Can I make an observation uh, about Lamar Jackson as well, above his, his overall um, game management, was, to me, he appears to have bulked out quite a bit. Not in a not in a horrific way, but you know when he first came into the league, he was quite, well, almost like skinny, athletic. He looks, I mean, I saw, he looks bigger. He looks stronger. And whether mm. that's just age, you know, whether that's just it form might, in it his might body, be maybe it's just him. To make and him more durable, if he's absolutely, yeah. but he looks he looks bigger and he looks stronger, but he still looks as nimble. He still looks as fleet of foot, and I think he does. A, you know, you you guys talked a bit about it last week. I think the likes of him and you know Kyle do a really good job. They're 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 quite compact. Yes, he's probably put on a bit of size. I do think that's just age. You have to remember how young these guys are when they yeah, come yeah, into. Yeah. Now, um, but I think they both do a great job um, of protecting themselves in contact. It's not as though Lamar, he doesn't particularly avoid contact. He, I think he makes really good decisions around when he takes contact and and, and keeps himself safe. I, I, you know, I, I think there's a new era of quarterback and <clears throat> that showing really how you can use a true dual threat. The thing, with, was, like, the thing I found about Lamar is he doesn't seem to slide like a lot of the quarterbacks too trying to protect themselves he just knows they can't catch him yeah and so we, <laughs> yeah. Read, we said that if you don't remember through whenever whenever we first he first came into the league and we watched him run he runs like a running back he doesn't run like a quarterback yeah correct does, <clears throat> here's a question does so you mentioned russ that the colts maybe gave him more time maybe they didn't bring as much pressure as they might have done um, do you think that a factor is that they just they know what he can do with his legs, so they'll tr- they've got one eye on containing that, which act, which gives him a bit more time to do again what he's also good at with the pocket passing. We've talked. We've Colts talked about that. Also, a good defense. You yeah, know, they're they're not the, they're a team that you think would be built set up pretty well to hold on to a lead like that in the fourth quarter. So but we've talked we've talked about that, haven't we? And that's that's the the dual threat option. Like they've got their their run game. I mean he used um he used Devonta Freeman a couple of times. He used uh Latavius Murray a couple of times. It was pretty sparing. Like their their run game specifically wasn't particularly hot. It's but Lamar. it didn't need to be. It's Lamar, <laughs> exactly. And it's the, and but even the threat, the threat of Lamar's run game, is as good as his actual run game. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that works. Well, that well, it used to maybe. It works with Derek Henry, for example. You know, the the, the threat that he, you know, he can 
in in a similar way. The fear of the fear of that means you've got one less eye on the receivers. It's, it's it works for all sorts of good offenses. It's a uh, if you're if you're balanced enough to have two threats, and sometimes it's, it's, it also works in Tennessee. Yeah, I like there was a weird <laughs> start where they that they flashed up, you know, and it stuck in my brain. Like the Colts were a hundred and twenty and O when they've led by more than sixteen points in the fourth quarter, going into the fourth quarter. Hundred and twenty and O in every single game they've led by more than sixteen points until now. And doesn't really th- mean anything, but <laughs> another good first stat this week. First time ever a team has scored more than 40 points, not turned the ball over and not won the game. So hats off to Cleveland for managing that amazing feat. You've mm. described it, Pat, as the game of the week in your one-sentence review. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, just bonkers. And all of it, so much of the scoring really late in that game. Yeah, it was, um, what, like, st- both teams under 30 points with uh, 10 minutes to go and then just a back-and-forth slugfest for the last 10 minutes. 41 41 points in the final quarter. Yeah, phenomenal. (laughs) It was really nice to see, like, it was a game where the really good things that both teams were doing were what won the game, as opposed to it being mistakes and poor play, which is, you know, more what me as a Jags fan is used to following. It was a great game of football. And incredibly, it wasn't a scorigami. How has 47-42 happened before? At <laughs> what point? I mean, I know that Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are really pivotal to the way that the Browns play with that two, a lot of two running back sets and the, the dual threat and stuff. But, you know, as, as big of a, as big of an asshole as he might be as a, as a human being, I mean, Kareem Hunt is phenomenal, isn't he? Isn't he amazing? You wonder how good the Chiefs would be if he was still there. Yeah, yeah, you got. Mm. That is a good question. I, I, the thing is, the great thing about the 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 Browns is it isn't so much they do huge amounts with with both running backs. They're basically split time. They literally have one set with Nick Chubb, one set with Kareem Hunt. First half, if one of them has a big run, the other one will come in and spell. It's just. You got two backs. Somehow you keep them fresh the whole time, despite them both carrying significant workloads. You do think what on earth would Cleveland be like with a receiver if you had a, you know, if Odell was fit, Landry was fit, somebody who's actually going to go, Gordon, you know, somebody who can going to be a, a threat, stretch the field, catch the ball. Is I don't rate Baker by any means, but I think Nick Chubb is a absolute all-world running back and Kareem Hunt is an X-factor. So you... Imagine <laughs> Gordon going there, going full circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly like the, a big-time receiver in that team. Um, and Joku had a huge game. Um, in, uh, and in he hasn't caught a ball all year. They've got about in... 700 tight ends, that's why. <laughs> in, in a game like that, where I think like the both teams were almost down to the bare bones on their defence because so many injuries were, were going on in the game. They were having to juggle pieces on defensive lines and I, I think the Browns lost just about all of their starting corners. You're going to have guys with big with big, um, big games receiving-wise. The, the quarterbacks, I thought both of them, Herbert and um, Mayfield, had really, really solid games here. And it was... It, I, I felt like the Browns, they were unlucky not to lose... <clears throat> 
um, Toulouse, sorry, given that they had the ball last and in, just played it bizarrely. But there was also a very, very questionable pass interference call in the drive up to the final Chargers touchdown that basically bailed them out on a fourth down that was never a pass interference call. Um, but these things happen in exciting games. Yeah, you're right about the pass interference, but the Browns had it in their hands with one minute 30 to go and it was a very panicky final drive. They yeah. couldn't get out of bounds to stop the clock. They weren't getting the kind of, you know, the cheap seven yards no, out it was, wide it was, that you often see teams doing. It was just it was like down three the middle, run out of time yards, and deep it? shots. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And the drive before that as well, it was it was a bit too passive. Um, it was the only drive, I think, in the final quarter when teams started scoring touchdowns that was a punt was the the, the drive before the final Chargers touchdown. And, um, yeah, it felt like they kind of they found a way to lose the game when really they should have won it. Random thing about this game that I like, Kevin Harlan. We don't necessarily talk about commentators every week, but um, one of my absolute favourites and his like his style of calling a game is is so excitable but in all the right places and him calling a game at 47 42 like that really it just it was fantastic it really added to it you know, yeah. like the um, I, I have no idea you know all the the best commentators you'd never have a clue who they root for and you wouldn't with kevin it's just it's just <laughs> anything exciting he gets excited and it's infectious i absolutely absolutely love it um, yeah, just a, as a, as a bit of a bit of an aside, um, London game we have one of those. The so, Falcons beat the Jets. I assume none of us went in the end. No, yeah, no. It's the first first London game I've missed in a while, <clears throat> but it turned out wasn't mad at the wasn't mad at it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I I'm so sick of starting the game badly, like. When you are in the position that we're in... So 17 points down, weren't they, I think, at one point? Every yeah. single every, every single first drive, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure we've had a free and out. Um, the, the, the Jets, I think I'm right in saying the Jets haven't scored in the first quarter yet this year. Any exactly. points. Yeah. Exactly. Six, in, six plays in the first quarter and... We had three minutes of possession. I mean, it's just, and and you've got to say for a young team, you have to ask questions of the coaching. And I, I was very positive about Salah. I like how they've, uh, you know, approached the season. They uh, taken a lot of responsibility. Been really clear about the aspirations and where we are. But we can't keep starting games this badly. It doesn't see. You've got to be able to script the first 12, 15, 20 plays. You cannot be having these type of holes all all the time. And, and, you know, the defense has been so good all year. Even the defense looks so shaky. Um, and it's not easy when you're on the bloody field all the game. But it's just really disheartening. I'm, I'm so glad for the bye week. You'd never really want a bye week this early. But bloody hell, it feels like we need it. And you just, you, we, you cannot, you cannot start games in the fashion that we are. Did uh, did they bring their own toilet roll this time, Craig? <laughs> Not even dignifying that with the response. So I respect that. <laughs> if you, I, I feel like the Jets. I, I don't know what's what's the 
like the positive stuff. To, like the defense, yeah, fair enough. That's there's definitely been improvements there, and Salah was always going to bring that. Offense, <laughs> offensively, though, Zach Wilson hasn't looked great. He's got some big plays in him, but he's looking a little bit lost. I don't know where the running game's coming from. We called it, and there was at one point where Corey Davis had two two receptions for 17 yards, which was exactly what I said last week he was going to have. <laughs> he did. He ended up with four for 45, but he was there. He was their like best receiver. And just offensively, it's just it's still a mess. And um, yeah. it just doesn't click. And the really worrying thing is the when we've looked best offensively is when it's clearly just off script plays when it's yeah. breakdowns when he's rolling out when they're like and that's that's you know that's a that is a positive but that can't be it we can you you have to be able to control your offense you have to be able to be able to manage the tempo we you've got to establish a run you have to establish a short passing game it, it's not it isn't good enough and we have to see improvements after the bye week we have to it's not about winning games the Jets are not going to go and win 10 games we have to have better performances we have to make it easier on the defense it's it's horrible for the defense it's so disheartening when you you get a free and out and then you're back on the field within two minutes like it is horrible it breaks your back we've got to do better and they've that defense has been doing pretty well to be fair to it and yeah, that that is that is tough. You've got you need time of possession to help them out. Um, or yeah, they're they're just going to get knackered too too quickly. But they can't run the ball, and and they've got <coughs> because they can't run the ball, they're relying so heavily on Zach Wilson. And you know, you think that they've only had they only had Crowder for a couple of games. They haven't really got any options like at tight end. Like they haven't got that that big guy through the middle that they can just go to underneath. And it's but, it's got to be difficult for him. And it, why can't we run the ball? It's a whole new offensive line. Why can we not run the ball? And why are we getting away from the run so quickly? You have to be able to script runs within the first um, series, two series, three series, four because, series of the game. Because, you have to be able to script that run. Yes, and a, a, defense, a defense can adjust and... Make it much more difficult for you if you start running the ball. Maybe you're getting, you know, um, combo blocks and, uh, you know, you, you, you're using a, a, a particular uh, offensive line scheme to create holes. We're doing nothing. It is, it is so frustrating as a fan in that it's not even though we're trying shit and it's not working. We're doing nothing. It doesn't appear like he's given any one of the running backs the ability to get in any rhythm, to get anything going. Put Carter in for a bit, then it'll be Johnson, then it'll be Coleman, then it'll be back to Carter, then it'll be back to Johnson. And it's like, no one can, no wonder nobody can establish anything because they're not beginning the opportunity to, to actually work at it. Is, is that is a it, factor? Is it, I assume this, I mean, it's Mike LaFleur's offence. Salah's a defensive guy. It is, yeah. Um, it's LaFleur's offence. Is, is is that something? Is, well, I don't want to throw all the blame at one guy, but yep, no, you have to you have to ask questions. Was, was the sorry was Lafleur at Green Bay? Different Lafleur. Different, different Lafleur. Different Lafleur. Sorry, right? Okay. You have to ask questions. To be honest, I don't. I, honestly, we've been so bad. I feel like we should move on because it's not. It's just, 
is not good enough. It's not. We have been. It is is not okay. What's happening? And it's not about results. It is performance wise. We're just. We're just not good enough. We're not good enough. We're not. Yeah, you've got to ask, what is the idea? We had all of that excitement. What is the idea at this point? Got to fix it. Bye week, welcome. Let's talk about the Jets in two weeks. All right. Um, I, I hate to say it, but I think we need to talk about the Buffalo Bills. And that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's... They're the, the best t- team, the best team in the league right now, by the by the evidence that I'm seeing. Uh, I, d- I don't see, I don't see how you stop the Bills right now, Mark. <sighs> um, I'd certainly say the best team in the AFC. Um, I think if you've got a five and O team in the league, you've got to give them number one in the league at the moment. So I think that's fair enough with the Cardinals. Um, yeah, it was going into it in winning in Arrowhead. There'd been a lot made of the offense in the last couple of weeks that we were against, you know, some backup quarterbacks. We were against teams that offensively were low down in the league last year and not looking brilliant. Um, But this was the game where it was all going to go to shit for us. And we were going to be back to being, you know, the team that was under the, the chief's shadow. Um, And it didn't happen. It was, this was not not only did it not happen. It was an absolute, Pacing. It was a pacing. Yeah. yeah, completely and utterly. We we were excellent. It was a complete team performance um, right from the start. I think it, they came out right off the bat and Josh Allen ran the ball effectively in the first couple of series. That made the Chiefs think uh, where he hadn't really run the ball as much um, in the first four weeks. Um, we had a plan against the Chiefs specifically. And you've got to remember that this is a Bills team that lost to the, lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game and the our entire off season was all about how do we stop Pat Mahomes and how do we stop the Chiefs, and it was go and stack your your defensive line with as many people that can get after him as possible so that you can rush the quarterback without having to blitz, send four rushes, and that's enough to get to him. That was working. We were putting him under pressure. We always played two deep safeties the just about the entire game, so we took away the threat of Tyreek Hill and the deep ball. And the idea was. So if you can, if we're going to rush you, we're going to take away Tyreek Hill. So do what you can do in that space. And the Chiefs didn't. They didn't take the option, despite the fact that that option wasn't there to go deep. They were still trying to play that pass. We we pushed and bullied Travis Kelsey around a little bit, and the game plan worked to an absolute T. And our offense executed brilliantly well, as they haven't done as much this season in order to score the points that we scored. We we were excellent in every asset of the game, um, and yeah, it was it was lovely, lovely, lovely to see. Three lovelies. Three, three could have been more. Could have been more. I, I, I'd have gone with four personally, but you, you know, if you just want to go with three, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we, we there was a huge amount of penalties in this game. A lot of them were on us and holding because we'd made the decision that we were going to hold. Travis Kelsey, as much as we could possibly get away with, and a lot of times when we couldn't get away with it. But the idea was, don't matter if you get away, if you get a couple of penalties, don't worry about it because I'd rather that than him scoring touchdowns. It's a novel idea, a team preparing well for a game so Correct. well on both sides of the ball. It, and you look it's almost like it might work. And you C- look at it and you think, CTNY Jets. Hmm. And there's absolutely no reason why, if you've got the players to do it, as in our, our pair of safeties, Michael Hyde has had a phenomenal start to the season. Board, I think P- P- PFF rank him number one in, in safeties so far in the NFL. 
And the fact that if you've got the talent to be able to do it, there is absolutely no reason why every single team shouldn't just copy this exact game plan when going against the Chiefs' offense, because seemingly they will they will learn how to play to teams that do it. But in this game, they simply had no no way to play against that game plan. I think that <clears throat> Bills are great, didn't they? You know, Bills are good. Yeah, we yeah we did. Bills are good. Um, well balanced. It's something that they. They've done before. We've seen it. We've spoken about them. They 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 do have a very um, yeah. Balance is the word I'll, I'll use. I I feel like steady Eddie is a disrespect, isn't it? I'm not saying that, but they're very like efficient. They're efficient team. Well 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 rounded. Can do really good things. So solid, 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 solid. Um, I think we've spoken about the Chiefs before in terms of how they you know that offense can stall and it's it's almost puzzling that they, you know, go from looking electric to then not being able to move the ball. It's, um, it's, it's just on that, Craig. Uh, it's part of the problem there, actually not their offense, but the fact that I, I think they've got serious problems on defense, yeah. even uh, not just that's... against Buffalo. And the, they can't, re- they can't rely on Mahomes scoring 50 points every single week to get them over the line. And yeah. it's going to falter sometimes. Yes. That's exactly why I wanted to come in. That's the, that's the point I was trying to come in on there. Like, the the Bills have been amazing on offense for the last three or four weeks. A couple of shutouts, like as well, as well as having a stellar offense. The Chief, the Chiefs have got big, big problems on defense. And when you look back at their season record so far, what are they now? Uh, two and three. Yeah. And they are, but they're not two and three in a in a way that is you know oh a little bit here and there. When they they are shipping a lot of points and in. Sort of Kevin Keegan's Newcastle type of shipping so, points. So and it's a problem. The defense is is always I almost want to say always been a problem in that that it's every you know, they'll go, they'll be brilliant, score fifty points a game, then get a close one or lose one, have two or three games where you realise defense is shit, and then they'll get back to scoring fifty, sixty points a game. We forget about the defense. The defense not being great or not being able to stop teams or going through periods where they get slapped is not a new thing. So it, it you know, it needs to be addressed up absolutely. But the the bit the point that I was getting to was less about the X's and O's. And I think this is the, going to be the real challenge for, for, for the Kansas City Chiefs over the next three years, is we have to remember this Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kansas City Chiefs is, a, is, is still a relatively young side and became the number one exalted team within two years of Pat Mahomes starting. So you're going into every season, you know, expected to be the best and you know it's something that united faced obviously for years and years and years and you cannot underestimate that challenge that bit where you have to be the best every week where everyone's going to bring their best to you and you have to be in a position to play well every week and it felt for me that it was just one of those for the bills which was perfect conditions where you you're almost up and coming and I'm not you know I don't mean that disrespectfully but bills are you know establishing themselves as a top side this was a let's get him game for the bills Chiefs are in a position where actually we got those questions that linger now and again. You kind of expect you also expect them to get out of it. Whereas the Bills have got this is perfect for us. We'll fucking do them, and that's the bit that we need to see from the Chiefs. Being the number one dog is not easy every week, and that's why what you said is exactly right. And 
it was almost the respect that the Bills showed them by what I said. They had no choice. Their their entire strategy this offseason was how do we beat Kansas City? Yeah. And when you're that team, you've got to find a way to overcome that. And, you know, Pat Mahomes has started 50 games in the NFL. He's won 40 of them. Yeah. It's, mad. You know, it's it's a mad record. But they've I, got I, to work I, out now how they overcome how, how they overcome this. They had some things that didn't help them. Losing Chris Jones before the game was a massive, massive problem for them because they couldn't get at Josh Allen, really. And that's what they managed to do in that AFC Championship game that they couldn't do here. Um, but if, if people are working out how to take away Hill and Kelsey, they need to work out a way of winning without that being their sole game plan. And that's Chris, where you mentioned... Sorry, Adam. That's where you mentioned... You know, We, we talked about... Kareem Hunt, and there's a lot of water under that bridge, but they lack a running game. They lack a consistent running game. Correct. To switch it up when, when like you say, the Bills play the deep safeties to take away the deep threat of Tyreek Hill, where how, you know, hold hold Kelsey, play your deep safeties. Who else is he going to throw it to? It's, it, was, it was The thing is, it was odd because when you take that away, he had a five to 10 yard window every single time he had the ball in his hands but he never once took it and it's because it's he's not programmed to find that pass he, he like he had that option every time but he never never ever looked for it I, and just, um, and he needs to start i'm just going back to to what we said about the defense right they shipped 29 points when they beat the browns in game 1 33 29 they yeah. shipped 36 points in a 36 35 against the ravens they shipped 30 in the third 24 against the Chargers. They shipped 30 against the Eagles. Yeah, they scored 42. And they shipped 38 at the weekend. Yeah. They're averaging they're 35 points a game. Their defense. You've, uh, you've in- stolen you've stolen what I was going to say in a, the, the other way around, though. Um you look at you look at them offensively. I don't think 33, 35, 24, 42, 20 is anywhere near bad. Also, they've lost three games to the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Bills. Not yeah. too shabby either. Yeah, exactly. No, but in terms of t- total yards, they're thirty-first, averaging in the in the league points. They are dead last. They're giving up. They're thirtieth in rushing yards. They have to improve defensively if they want to contend again. It's too many. I don't care how good your offense is if yeah, you're giving yeah. up. If you're giving up, if you're the worst in the league, at all those defensive metrics, you're not going to win games. And let's and let's be honest. In that AFC, right? You look at the way the Cowboys are playing. You look at the way the chart. The charge is going to be out of sight before too long. Yeah, yeah. They're struggling to make the play. They're struggling to make a wild card. They, they really, they really are. I mean, you've got Green Bay that are four and one, Tampa that are four and one, Cardinals that are five and zero, oh, Rams that are four and one, and and the Chiefs at three and two after five games. It's a if it goes on much longer, it's a long road back. A games they've got a games they've got ahead. Um, they are in Washington this week, in then Tennessee, New York Giants, Green Bay, o- uh, Oakland, Las Vegas, Dallas, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Steelers. I mean, it, it, I can't believe they're going to miss the playoffs or anything like that. But no. yeah, it, it, you'd like to think they'll make. You'd like to think they'll be there or thereabouts still. The end. I think, that, but they. They need to get their defense fit, and they need to. If if like the the Redskins are a team that have uh, not the Redskins, football team, sorry, Mark. yeah, the football team. Them, those ones. 
So I, just said, I just said Oakland. So. I, I, became, oh, I, be, I became John Gruden for a second, allegedly. Mm. Uh, um, I, they feel like a team that has the talent on defence to be able to pull off this game plan. So if they can copy it, they're going to struggle again. I mean, that, if they, they're losing Washington, then I think alarm bells certainly start ringing. Um, and yeah. I, I don't see it, but you know, who, who, who really knows? Um, one other game I just want to, well, talking about Washington, quickly mention is the Saints and Jameis Winston. Um, here, here's a little tidbit that couldn't be more Jameis Winston. Um, two consecutive pass attempts in that game from him. Interception, followed by... 72-yard touchdown pass. Yep. <laughs> James Winston. <laughs> <laughs> and they will win. They can win any game and lose any game with him as quarterback. And it's never not going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I don't know where this... Honestly, I have no idea where the Saints are going to end up um, <laughs> come the end of this year. I, I suspect... I suspect they're going to miss out. But... <laughs> I Yeah. It's It's... It's going to be a lot of fun, um, and there. It's tricky when you're a franchise who's had you know one guy for so so many years, and you just. I mean, that might be a trap Kansas City end end up falling into. You know, you've got a great QB that has been dependable year after year after year. Suddenly, he's gone. The, and- the, th- the thing with the Saints is at least. They've they've got some options on offense and Winston. If good Winston can play more than not, um, I, I think that they benefit from the lack of credible other really good sides in the NFC. Um, you know, other than the Cowboys, Packers, um, Buccaneers, and Cardinals, the Rams are there thereabouts, obviously for playoff spot. But there's three wildcard spots, so. I think they've got as good a chance as anybody just because those other teams that look like they're establishing themselves, Seahawks now without Russell Wilson for potentially eight games, um, the Panthers with that Christian McCaffrey look like they're falling away a little bit. Um, the Bears and the Vikings, are they going to be up there? Don't Can't see it. No one else from the NFC East. So the Saints might well get in the back door just by being best of the rest. Just by being in a... Well, uh, maybe a, an in, inferior conference. I don't know. Well, the NFC yeah. West looks so good. St- I mean, still, it, if the Seahawks it, can weather that storm, it does. But there's too many. There's too many. In, there's too many injuries at San Francisco, and now that the Seahawks have lost Russ Milson, you can't see that there's. <laughs> you know, I, I think that they might struggle for the next couple of weeks I as think. well. So th- there's a cream in the West, and it's the Cardinals and the Rams. By I the think way. that that division's gone from like gone quite quickly from being the best division to you know two. Really There's stellar two. teams, and yeah. the other two are, you know, a bit meh. Things yeah. things change quickly, don't they? Speaking of speaking of changing quickly, um, the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> two weeks ago, they were three and uh, Cars looking amazing. The sun is fucking shining. Couldn't be further from that now. I mean, you can forgive you can forgive that defeat to the Chargers. The Chargers are good. Like you can understand it, um, but. The weekend, I mean, the weekend just gone. The wheels have well and truly <laughs> fallen off, haven't they? Oh, oh. It's, it's gone bad. It's gone badly. Losing to the Bears is one thing. Fucking losing your head coach is another. Um, yeah, fuck. Fuck. Uh, it's it's a bit like you sort you sort of wonder these things are these kids come out in the open and it 
yeah, he's he's clearly said and and done some questionable things. He's not the first person involved in the NFL to have done that. But you you wonder about the timing or, or the leakage and all of this stuff. And there are just there are calculated scheming people involved. So this type of thing always I'm a bit conflicted. So obviously a bit like with the Urban Meyer thing. It's very similar. Yeah, absolutely. Part of me that thinks so less so, I guess, for Urban Meyer, because he didn't actually do he's not being offensive in it. He he was caught whatever in an environment where actually he didn't look to be doing too much, but he wasn't stopping it and the flip side of that, if that was a player, all hell would break loose and you should be held to a higher standard than those around you if you're a head coach. Thing with Gruden, there's a, a couple of issues. Is It really represents that, you know, everyone knows that the NFL, uh, particularly at ownership level, it's a closed club, right? It is very much who you know. It is elitism at its at highest level. And Gruden is a part of that, built into the fabric of what the NFL is. And it represents that old boys mentality that even if, you know, on, on the face of it, you'll smile and you'll, you'll be cordial and you'll, you know, uh, support progressive ideas. Truly, you all kind of feel you lot can do what you want and you're better than everyone. So part of you, you almost don't want to, you know, there's some obviously very, very offensive language used in these emails um that he said degrading other people and you ask is he sexist if he's racist if he's homophobic and he's probably all of those things but also there's there's almost there's almost more to it like i said it's that level of entitlement that i don't give a fuck i say what I want, we expect what we want all the time and um it's sick especially for a team like the raiders who have always been you know, very much built into the urban areas historically. Uh, and, and Gruden himself portrays himself as such a, you know, leader of men. It just, it just all sorts of stink. I think it makes you as a human being, it, it's a bit shit. As a professional, I'm less involved. I less, like, I kind of care less. Like, I'm, I know for a fact that happens everywhere. Do you know what I'm saying? There is that old boys club mentality. He, he's just been caught. Well, he's been, yeah, this, yeah. This, this is, this is yeah. it for me. The, and where it, it's similar in a way to Urban Meyer in that somebody somewhere has got, right, we're going to throw this guy under the bus. Um, and for probably valid reasons, um, but yeah, it, it just it smacks of and it also similar in regards to their apologies in inverted commas. Gruden's Gruden's not. It doesn't smack of I'm really sorry about what I said, what I did. It smacks of oh, I've been rambled here. I'm so I'm sorry this has all come out and that I've been a distraction. No, apologize for being a dick. Don't yeah. apologize because it's it's compromised your own position and your and your team. Just be, just be better. One of the things that makes me laugh about it is where you see all the comments underneath the when it was breaking news, um, and all the major comment is always about, "Oh, this is ten years ago. Why does anybody care?" And you can guarantee that just about every single one of those people that's saying this is ten years ago. Why do you care? Are still complaining about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee eight <laughs> years ago, um, and they haven't got over that. So why the fuck should all the other people that he's that he's offended get over this? <laughs> well put. 
Uh, Man, the whole the whole thing like it's all fucking corrupt anyway. And I'm not saying that in the defence of John Gruden. This is a wider point around that could have been anybody. That could have been any head, any head coach, any coach, any player. Like it's at what point do they decide that they're actually going to pull the whoever whoever pulled the plug on it? At what point do they decide how and when they're going to pull the plug on it? And it's it's that corrupt, like you say, that it could have it could have literally been been anyone, and that's not condoning anything that he's said and done and written or whatever. It's just saying that you know those emails exist everywhere, as somebody rightly pointed out a minute ago, Craig. And it's when, how, and when people decide to actually pull the plug on it, because he's been quite critical of Goodell recently as well, hasn't he? And, yeah, funny how that might be the straw that well, broke the camel's back. Yeah. <laughs> It, it it just it stinks, mate, and it stinks all the way around from him saying what he said <clears throat> to the circumstances around that sort of shit getting leaked. Uh, exactly, what goes around comes around. But it does. But then there's there's, a, there's an argument to say, you know, if you don't want to get called on saying shit that you shouldn't say, don't say shit, don't say shit you shouldn't say. Absolutely. This. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I get it. This. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, but, but I do get what Ross is, Ross is saying. And then, and it, like I say, it represents the old boy's mentality. It is exactly that. He got caught. At some point, we've got to start being able to not accept these little faux examples of righteousness by, you know, this cancel culture bullshit where we're going to murder John Gruden. Listen. The people who care about John Gruden still care about him today, and if 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 that is, it is not a you know I don't know whether the man's like I say racist, sexist, homophobic, but these people are entitled. They think they're better than everyone else, and they use these little bits to act as though there's some level of accountability there isn't, and it is systematically and that that elitism uh, environment that is created, that's what needs to change. And it's not just the NFL, it's all across. These all think they can do what the fuck they want and it doesn't matter. Um, and we'll get the odd example of consequence where John Gruden will be, I was going to say, the other, you know, stick a fiver on John Gruden to be commentating on the Vegas game this weekend. It'll be just fine. I just thought, he's, I, I was going to say that, it'll be straight like back to ESPN. And well, quite frankly, they can't get any worse. With, with the <laughs> shit show that they've that they've got on Monday Night Football, yeah, bring back Gruden. Uh, I don't know. I, Talk it, it, about a, a racist guy bit. like Gruden. <laughs> it, uh, he, yeah, he might be too poisonous even for them right now. Who knows? But yeah, it, it it's yeah, it, it stinks. Yeah, stinks is the word. Um, but all, and, as you, as everyone has said, it stinks all around. It's and it's not just it's not just the NFL. It's not just sport. It's just is entitlement in exactly. general. Exactly. All right. Shall we? Any, anything else anyone wants to say from week five, which I'm very clear on the the week we've just had is week five. Um, well, other than you know the fact that we, we we touched on it earlier on, but I don't think I will ever see again thirteen extra points missed in mm-hmm. in one weekend I mean, of NFL. Can... That Packers Bengals game, Jesus, I like. Yeah, I don't we, know how like ridiculous to honestly mental. Yeah, to, like and no one wanted to win that game. It was crazy, and I I, I kind of felt sorry for the the Bengals kicker 
who was even up and celebrating, not realizing that he'd missed it. Um, that was quite amusing after he, he his. Kept, he kept hooking them, like, and they were looked online. It was like a, a good golf drive. That yeah. just stopped, and, and but you can't do that with a kick. It's, it's no. got to stay straight. Right. And wh- whether it, whether it was the wind that took it, I don't know. But... All of these kickers missing these easy ass kicks. Pro uh, or Amy? <laughs> <laughs> it's easy kicking. Anyone can do easy. it. Yeah. Is it easy? As it just... must. I tell you where it must be easy. Where the ground is entirely level as well. Like on a. Oh, that's, this is a new field. excuse. No, no excuses though. <laughs> I'd be fine if I was in a dome. <laughs> no, it, was, it was the weather the conditions were, were not primed i got a headwind what what it was lads is i got a headwind a late headwind Russ, even if the new orleans saints give you a job in the superdome you'll still have to go to green bay in december and kick and you won't be able to do it yeah might be able to do it in the dome and by the way, <laughs> can you do it can you do it on a cold sunday evening in green bay uh, no and if you want if you want to enjoy something after the ribbing that we gave Dan Campbell at the start of the season go and watch his uh, his post match interview where he is literally in tears about his lions losing yet another Mate, minute how i um, that that's worthy of a little mention honestly that like they did so well i mean even even Jared <laughs> Goff to a point they did so well to get themselves back into that game and to, but when, to when you have the, the stones to go for two in that situation, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But they just allowed, I mean, they, the, the space and time they allowed Cousins and um, Jefferson, and it's just well, time. Like, they only had thirty seconds. I know. Well, <laughs> that was yeah, 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 yeah. Just like uh, it, it, positively baffling. Yeah, they find they find increasingly brilliant ways to lose games every single week. And I'm can I'm you stop different. stealing my any one sentence preview, please? <laughs> Speak, speaking of one sentence previews, shall we? Yeah. Week six and week six kicks off in Philadelphia with Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. Tom Brady's Tampa Bay marching to Philly on the back of a good run of form. Philly have been the surprise package, though, so they could spring a surprise here. Uh, Miami versus Jacksonville in London. Despite their record, Jags seem to be improving week on week. Great game to see what they have in the Jags' second home against the Dire Fins. Kansas City at Washington. The Kansas City losing streak ends here. <laughs> <laughs> LA Rams at New York Giants. The Giants will likely have Mike Glennon under centre, with no starting running back and no first-choice receivers available against that Rams D. Good luck, chaps. Houston at Indianapolis. Both of these teams let Leeds slip last week to lose, but hard to imagine this one being anything other than a comfortable Colts win. Cincinnati at Detroit. The Bengals have been good so far this season, but let's see what way Detroit find them to lose this week. I'm shocked that that's what you said. And Green Bay at Chicago. Great opportunity for Phil to have fun and cause an upset here. I like the home win in a one score back and forth. LA Chargers at Baltimore. The Ravens keep coming back to win classics. And when you're wrong, you're wrong. Lamar Jackson is outstanding at the moment. They won't have it so easy against the powerful Chargers offense, though. Minnesota at Carolina. Will Dowden be fit? 
We'll see Matt be fit. You sense that the latter being hurt is a bigger miss and that's what makes the Vikings favourites in this one. Arizona at Cleveland. Another huge test for the Cards and I think this might be the one that ends their flawless season. Las Vegas at Denver. Awful trip for the head coachless Raiders. Easy dub for the Broncos. Dallas at New England. The Pats are 0-3 at home, and I love that, by the way. And I've seen no reason why that will, like that, they will snap that streak against the swashbuckling Cowboys. Seattle at Pittsburgh. Back in 68 in a sweaty club. Oh, Gino. Before Jimmy's machine and the rock steady rub. Uh, uh, oh, Gino. <laughs> and finally, Buffalo at Tennessee. Remember a couple of weeks ago when Craig's Jets visited, Nash- visited Nashville? Expect, expect the same result again this weekend. You mean the game where the Jets played at home to the Titans? <laughs> were they not? They, why is it say on my fixtures they were in Nashville? Motherfuckers. Anyway, <laughs> away win. It, it's usually better. Google this. flips them all if you're using Google. Because Google thinks we're British, so the home team has to be first. <laughs> One thing about next week. We had... Falcons Jets in London next week and they've somehow managed to find two worst teams to play in London this week which is incredible work <laughs> I don't agree with that I, I want my one sentence preview back Buffalo are going to piss literally piss in the mouth of Tennessee <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> their fans probably are literally if they're not breaking tables they're doing other <laughs> disgusting things <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not hopeful is is that a good way to sum it up? But bizarrely, like look at look at Bill's Twitter and Bill's forums. Neither are we. Everyone is everyone looks in our schedule at the moment. They're like, how many games are we going to lose? Like base and the actual schedule is very favourable after the bye week. But most teams, most people are still predicting us to lose this one. Is it because of the game last year when we all had COVID and yes. inexplicably we? Well, not just beat you, but battered you. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's a weird one. I've got not much else to hope other than the repeat of that, which I just don't see it. Buffalo are too good, too good right now for... I think is more the issue. Sorry, Craig, I missed that. I think you lot aren't good enough or aren't aren't sure enough. No, not firing, not firing. And it's, yeah, We we don't need to go there. I've got hope rather than expectation. Fuck the flash scores app, by the way. Pricks. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't even Google. Fucking flash scores. They the the fixtures are one way round and the results are the other way round. On the same app. Oh well, there you go. I mean <laughs> at least at least no, in your one sentence. <laughs> Fucked it for the one sentence preview. <laughs> yeah. At least you didn't forget the tune of Dexy's Midnight Runners when you were gonna sing it. <laughs> um Full disclosure, it's probably for the best. Um, Pat, how have you been lately? Very well, yeah, very well. Good. So, any any things that you don't like been eating away at you? Maybe we should uh, get into that. Ugh, horrible! Oh, don't say that about the Jags. No. Things Pat hates. The word trickeration. Not a word. Facts. Is it a word? Is it arse a word? Well, the commentator's like, it gets on my tits. Um, (laughs) I've definitely said this before, but cringe is not an adjective. 
But, it you is. Know. Give me another word for it. Well, embarrassing. worthy, maybe, or anything. It's 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 a verb. No. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. All right, any other business? <laughs> and Craig, let's start with you. Um. So, good news. Um, as a concerned parent very aware of the challenging economic times um, we'll be all pleased to know the police force taking a conservative view on the public finances and won't be pursuing uh, Prince Andrew so we're quitting that's one way of looking at it Yeah, what a, what a good result for the country I just, I just think I've seen him wipe the sweat from his brow. <laughs> Let's hope it was sweat. <laughs> what a fucking farce! Uh, yeah, I don't know what to. There's not much to add to that, really. There's photographs, guys. I'm not a detective. <laughs> you don't need to be. <laughs> yeah. Um. Take us somewhere. Take us somewhere better, Pat. Well, um, the Seahawks are working out Blake Bortles, so we might see the return of the boat, which is exciting news for miserable Jaguars fans. I was really pissed off after the game against the Titans because we'd had like four, well, three weeks of progress and then slumped, and I just kind of got over that pissed offness. And I got in this afternoon to see a press release, which was about, um, oh, you know, the Jaguars may have been mediocre in week five, but they did have two of the smartest play calls of the week by our algorithm metrics. And one of the play calls that they called one of the smartest plays this week was a fourth and one on which um, our lead running back, James Robinson, who was averaging nine yards a carry, was on the bench. They gave the ball to Carlos Hyde, who lost four yards, and we turned the ball over on downs. They Was that the that... one just after Trevor Lawrence had a touchdown, I think, incorrectly mm-hmm. taken off because his knee was near the ground? Yes, that was. was. Yeah, that was, yeah. Anyway, when I challenged them calling this intelligent, they said, oh, yeah, we, we don't consider what the play call was in our decision of whether it was intelligent or not. We, we, we just consider the choice to go for it. It's like, well, the, the choice to go for it and how they go for it are intrinsically linked. So you, you can't separate those two. And the way they chose to go for it was stupid. And, you know, we are where we are. So if on that particular down, you handed the ball off to a lineman, it would be the same result. So the actual play call itself doesn't matter. Is that like what it. they were yeah. saying? Yeah, and the, the analogy is like, say Urban Meyer's house is burning down, right? The right thing to do is to call the fire brigade. By their is logic, it though? By their logic, <laughs> he calls for a pizza. Yeah. He's called, <laughs> cool. So yeah. he's done the right thing. So that's smart. Although his house is burnt down, which is, you know, unfortunate. It's just a really terrible example of data analysis and meaningless numbers that they come out with to try and promote themselves. It pissed me off when I was kind of already pissed off. Yeah, I, I know you're. I, although I know you are a fan of those uh, win probability metrics that come up, um, but 
when the the Colts are 18 points up on the Ravens and they have a 93% probability of winning the game or whatever. Those numbers. I know you like those. Grumble. (laughs) Mark. So DC have announced that Superman is now bisexual. And two things. Oh, there's more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. Um, And two things crossed my mind with this. Firstly, like, a, are they, are they, is, is this a stunt by DC or is this something that they felt was actually important to do? And B, what's wrong with the people who feel the need to go completely out of their way to hate on this as much as they are? Because the backlash, I don't know if you've seen this on social media, my God. This is up there with, you know, this is worse than the backlash when they announced that there was a chance that the next Bond might be black. Yep. It's unbelievable. Um, I, there's, there's, I, I, the cynic in me can't help wonder if DC have done something like this just to create this storm because it gives them some, some publicity. Um, but the backlash does baffle me about the world we live in. So this was actually one of my other options for AOB. And I'm conflicted with this because, first of all, my take was because actually Robin's already gay, I think. So DC have already done this. Yeah. My first, my take was is this for clout? Like, what yeah. you, what's the point? Like, yeah. Whatever. But then, exactly like you, you see the backlash and then you consider the same thing like Bond, where is he going to be black or, God forbid, be a woman? And the same thing about Star Wars. And I'm a bit of a, a, a geek, innit? I like that shit. I love, I love Star Wars. I like comics and shit. So it happens to be in my wheelhouse. But I don't do the online thing. So that whole community online are mental. Those, uh, I, they're called like anti-SJWs, anti-social justice warriors who fucking hate the fact that all of their personal media is not white men dominating everything and it made me think well who gives a fuck it's literally it's not even a core character it's superman's son like shut up mate like <laughs> firstly it is made up secondly literally is that's it whatever it wants and secondly is like not a, people make this argument about Bob bond about how he's such a historical character again it is fictional somebody's decided <laughs> that um and it's used to sell all sorts of propaganda, whatever, we won't get into that. Like, it can be whatever the hell it wants. And part of me is like, yeah, you know what? If it's going to roll that lot up, Good. let's get some more gays and, yeah. and whatever, and transgenders and, yeah. More outraged than Why not? about Prince Andrew. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> the more you can wind those people up, the better. Uh um, Russ, any any other business? Uh, not really. I mean, hangovers could fuck off for one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Extinction Rebellion people sitting on the M5 and blocking ambulances and stuff, they can fuck off too. And uh, Chris Silverwood um, and the England um, selection policy of picking five 83 to 85 mile an hour seamers for the ashes. They can fuck off number three. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I feel another long leg 
could be could be in the well. Well, we're going to do a live watch along. I do hope so. And I also and, and I was thinking. So, oh, here, here's something we did um, a mall over live on Twitter Spaces the other week. It doesn't record anywhere, um, but it's a great option for a watch for some kind of watch along. So if you're ever uh, if you're ever interested in doing something like that, maybe we could do like a um, a Sunday night football or or do a and a Sunday evening watch along yeah. watching a watching a game um, together. The like, witching hour. Yeah, the witching hour or something. We could all. I mean, you're just logging onto Twitter and doing it on your on your phones and stuff. So yeah, and people yeah. people can join in and listen to what we're saying and join in the conversation or whatever. Just an interesting thing to do. Yeah, yeah. why not? We could, we could give that a go, can we? I am. Um, I didn't. I'm not as wasn't as hungover as you over the weekend, Russ. But I I feel just as broken from playing golf twice. I'm I'm a I'm a 42 year old man, and I've played golf twice. And <laughs> how's that I, I for, how's like that for I, white I, privilege? I feel like I've. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just as like broken. I'm... I've had eighteen. I've had like eighteen holes. Don't you know? Thirty-six. Sorry, thirty-six. What? What? Um, honestly, I feel like I've been beaten up. It's like I've got bruises. I, I mean, I haven't. I haven't swung a golf club in three years, and it it shows. But I, I, I feel old, decrepit, like proper broken. I've got a 36-hole tournament tomorrow. <laughs> In well, one you, day. you probably play golf more golf than I do, Russ, so your muscles are more used to that, I'm guessing. Um, but I played although, rugby on Saturday. Yeah, that, that, might, be, that might be more horrific. I imagine if I played rugby, I'd be dead based on what <laughs> I feel from having played golf twice. Um, I, where, where I play, by the way, is where the New York Jets trained in the week and it's where the Miami Dolphins are going to train this coming week which was where, interesting where was that? Hanbury Manor which is really close to where I live but that's kind of a coincidence and but yeah they've, they've got this area and it's a huge it's, the, it's bigger than just the golf course where this hotel's set there's a load there's loads and loads of land and they've just got this full equipped practice pitch that they've mown and put the markings on. There's one set of one set of goalposts. You tee off from the eighth hole and you can aim at the goalposts where um the Jets were practicing kicking a few days before. It was all, all quite surreal. And loads of like signage everywhere around the hotel. Um the New York Jets meal room. Um, whoop, whoop. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was quite it was quite weird just what deliberately wondering about probably going into rooms that seem to be left open, but I felt like I probably shouldn't have gone into just having a nose. <laughs> but... Presumably they didn't call it a dining room to make sure the Americans didn't get confused, right? Food place. Yeah. Lots of, um, like, in all the corridors, um, adapters plugged in everywhere and for appliances. I, 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 ch- I had a, a chat to some of the staff. They They... The amount that goes into that operation is just unbelievable. Um, every and I joked about the toilet rolls earlier, but all all the stuff, all the little things like that, they think of absolutely everything to try and make it as similar to a home game as they possibly can. So the the only the only thing that should, could ever upset the players would be a longer flight and perhaps a bit of jet lag. But they probably keep on the same time zone, and it's it's. 
unbelievable the size that the operation must be when you think of the size of a roster um they're all on a in one hotel training eating drinking uh, yeah it's a massive place uh, but the, the amount that must go into it mind-boggling and but yeah quite fun to be in the same place like the following day <laughs> in a complete turn of fate and i had no idea until sort of two days before that that's that was what was going on it transpired that our our booking they tried to bump us to another hotel um and then it the i think the jets were going to stay another night or something and then it, anyway that transpired it, they didn't um but yeah there you go so are you the reason that they lost is that what you're saying <laughs> uh, it might be linked yeah I I mean, I, <laughs> no i can't imagine a way that that's linked <laughs> oh no sorry they just lost because they're shit <laughs> well they weren't shit against us the previous week <laughs> but that's that's the way of it i think i saw i think i saw a uh, a tweet from um from cat that was how did we manage to lose to this shower <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> i'm sure, I'm sure i saw that uh that sounds about right there we go it's probably about enough from us um yeah, any, any, I'm going on Sunday. Um, any, anyone else? We don't do London games on this podcast, it would seem. Usually, no. this is the first year, but not this week. Yeah. Fighting in a few weeks, got to start cutting weight. Well, go to go to Tottenham on a on a Sunday, and you can yeah. fight all you like there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> right, it's been a pleasure as ever. Um, We'll, uh, well, should we do it again next week? Let's do it. Go well, everyone. Nice one. Pat, Pat, what did you wear to your hospitality thing? Uh, I oh, wore yeah. my Jacksonville Jaguars black and teal 69 Mendoza shirt. Nice. Good choice. It went out very well. So that was allowed, but your a football shirt wasn't. Um, well, they didn't challenge me on it. Fine, good. So, you know, we'll never know if they'd have challenged me in a football shirt. <laughs>